Yeah. Yeah. It's been a run, baby. Yeah, we're here for good now. Fall has started. Yeah. Yeah. No more of this. Nothing works. We're We're not going to do it. Do a lot of shows from now on. Live from your CEO's mega, mega, mega option grant. It's yet another Manic Monday edition of Business Pants joined by the Lord of Analyst Holes. Wait. Oh. Is that your no, name? I'm not the lord of that. It's that just analyst hole. Analyst copy. hole, Matt Muscardi. Yeah, there you go. And today's broken record that it is called September 11th, 2023. Wow. Uh, oh, it's the Arbiter of Truth. <laughs> Back oh, in the studio. Me. That's you, Matt Muscardi, the Arbiter me. of Truth. Matt, I have a ton of different headlines grouped into different categories, and I, I ask very simple superlative questions like, which is the best, and you, as the arbiter of truth, get to grace the audience with your witticisms, That's your answers, cr- oh, well, your truth. Let's pretend I have those. Your um, Vivek truth. You're the new Vivek. Yes. Vivek and I are on the truth Oh, Vivek should have played bus. this game. I know. He should have. He should have, but um, we're going to have to default to me because he's ignoring us. Well, there was some footage on the campaign trail of uh, the truth sign that he walks around with. I guess he puts yeah. it on the bus. It fell on him. The truth sign <laughs> fell right on his head. So I'm wondering, will the free float sign behind you, will, could it fall on your head today? No, it cannot. Why? Uh, because we do actual truth here. Okay. That's the big difference. You ready? Yeah, let's do this thing. Do we need you need to play something? You need in, a little right? game showy music or some kind of exciting macho, you know, football. It's football season, right? Something okay. Football-y. Can, you want like? Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. I'm. We're gonna get sued for this, but hopefully we'll start us off this. Well, way. it might be good for the NFL because to sue us because I can't think of anything more boring than yesterday. I just just. <laughs> I was looking at the news headlines. It's just like, does anybody care anymore about football? About anything, really? But no. Especially football? No, that's no, really just us. Care. Well, we're also, I mean, Tom Brady retired. Post-Tom Brady. And, and yeah. now now life is meaningless good. for thank you. fans. Thank, Tom Brady, thank you for retiring because it feels good not to care about the NFL it anymore. It is. It is I, a good feeling. Yeah. Mac Jones? I don't even know what that means. Yeah, I just like mac and cheese. Come All right, on, let's, let's go. Do this thing. Here we go. In no particular order... These categories, uh, none of them make any real sense, but I'll, I'll give it a shot. Here we go. That, that's it? I don't have any music? Oh, you already played no, it. No, I already played you in. Here we go. Here we go. You can't play it for all the time. First category, brattiest CEO story. The brattiest Ooh. CEO. Ready? Here we go. The Airbnb yeah. IPO was a huge success, but CEO Brian Chesky says it was, quote, one of the saddest periods of his life. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I he guess didn't because he made like billions of dollars. He made billions of dollars, and he's pretty much ruined renting for the entire Western world. Uh, really, like uh, since Airbnb debuted, the local rents in cities have gone haywire. Everyone's angry. Everyone hates Airbnb. Nobody even trusts it anymore, anyway, because you know I'm sure they're all like laced with cameras and recording equipment, but. The point is, Matt, he worked so hard that he became lonely. He, he Yeah, so he 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 ramrodded this horrible company down our throats, but he's sad. So that's the first headline. So it turns out that being the CEO and working 24 hours a day to ruin entire industries does not fulfill you. 
to basically ignore local regulations and to, to just push through ahead with your growth plan. Yeah. Got it. Hyperscaling uh, doesn't make you happy. Second brattiest CEO story of the week. Here's an old favorite, Matt. Probably, you know, your favorite, really. Boeing's CEO, David Calhoun. Oh, I love this already. Is commuting to the office by private jet. Yes. All right. And I guess according to the Wall Street Journal, some Boeing employees are making fun of him. Really? So it turns out that he, he, over the last three years, he's made about 400 trips on his private airplane from one of his two homes, either from New Hampshire's Lake Sunapee or in a, from a gated South Carolina resort community. This guy has two resort homes, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's prompted, according to the Wall Street Journal now, this is not, this is not even the Business Insider. It's prompted some of Boeing employees to hang signs and, and to have mugs that read "Love Lake Life." <laughs> that well, <laughs> I don't let, even know what that means, but yeah, I like that's it. that's a I like little it. like <laughs> that's very passive aggressive. I don't like, even know. Can what's going it get on, a little yeah. bit more aggressive? That's very passive aggressive. I guess one of the, the the biggest reason for the story is that you know Boeing offers very few work opportunities, very few remote work opportunities. In fact, they've been pushing a culture to be at work, but the guy spends a lot of time at his lake houses. I guess that's that's the takeaway here. I Not believe it, it was David Boeing um, saying David that... Yeah. Or, or sorry, David David Boeing. It might as well be. Yeah. David Calhoun One said... One of my favorite artists, um, David Boeing. The, that they could not decarbonize Mm -hmm. um, because of uh, the problems with sustainable aviation fuel and that all of the promises that they made were basically they were over overpromised. Meanwhile, taking 400 trips yeah, a year say, in a private Did he airplane say that from New Hampshire in his jet? <laughs> between like places that are like uh, an hour flight, a yeah. 30 minute flight or whatever. Congratulations, David. All right, so that's that's We're very going, high in the running. And the third brightest CEO story of the week, this is a doozy. Uh, Flexport CEO Ryan Peterson announced on social media that his logistics company was rescinding dozens of job offers on Friday morning. Okay, just bear with me rescinding. here. Rescinding? Just bear with me. This is the, this is the longest one I'm going to present to you today in this game show, but I, I had to do it. Of course, he posts this on all places, Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. Aww. I don't care. Okay, I, I don't know why human resource announcements are made on Twitter. I mean, he should be fired just for that. It just seems like yeah, a breach true. of everything, honestly. But that's here's correct. what he said. Here's the, here's the exact quote. Flexport is rescinding a bunch of signed offer letters for people who were starting as soon as this Monday. I am deeply sorry to those people who are expecting to join our company and won't be able to at this time. It's messed up. <laughs> But no way around it. We have had a hiring freeze for months. I have no ideas why more than 75 people were signed to join. Uh, all of this has, has been canceled except for a handful of roles directly, blah, 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 blah. A Flexport team member will reach out to each of you personally. I hope you will forgive us someday and even consider coming to work here again once we get our house in order. First of all, there's no again. I mean, they're not really starting. There. But this is a, can you believe this announcement? This is crazy. I mean, this actually makes the guy who fired everyone over Zoom look like a way better CEO. That's way like, better. Really that was like shocking. A, that was like an operational mishap. This guy is nuts. Just think of the 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 process here. You have to be following him 
on a platform <laughs> that there aren't very many people on. How about you just send it's a personal email? Person. How about you have HR or, or just just send them an email? I mean, what, you're because you can't say things like, public? "Dude, tote sorry that you oh, we can't hire you, but super hope you'll come around later." Like, what is? Why do you want this public anyway? It just makes you look like a fool. But okay, there are your three that choices. This makes him bratty. I think okay, this whatever. makes him an idiot. I'm just, gonna go with. You could change that, the category. You can take the most idiotic CEO story. Whatever no, because the other two are bratty. Right, and you the, pick the, one. The winner in this category, without a doubt, is. Um, CEO David Calhoun um, flying oh, did I just, uh, everywhere under the sun, uh, and and it, I, I, they were they were forcing employees to go back to work. Last check, most Boeing employees do not have several lake houses that they can take private jets to and from. True. So that that would be the that is the correct move. answer. I'm, I'm sad that Brian Chesky actually thought that running Airbnb would fill the hole in his heart or yeah. IPOing like capital markets somehow fulfill you and Flexport CEO Ryan Peterson I'm pretty sure is a, a moron like I he should be fired outright that's it moving on uh best okay so it was it's revealed in the Hold new on. ready yeah Oh, every time I like this. every time I want to do the it new time. biography due on the shelves tomorrow about Elon Musk uh, from Walter Jacobson, I believe it was the same author behind the Steve Jobs biography. Yes, I, yeah. I listened to that one. That's the only book I ever one. listened to on tape. I enjoyed that one. Best, so it was revealed that Grimes actually has a third kid with Elon Musk. I don't know why this was hidden. I don't really understand any of this. I don't really care. <laughs> I'm not but gonna... let me get right to the point. What is the best kid name? The best Grimes Musk kid name? Oh, wow. I'm gonna give Just you Grimes Musk, right? Because he's got Just the Grimes children. version of, of Musk's yeah. children. Right? Okay, got it. And I, I'm, bear with me. I, I, this is going to be difficult for me. I, I don't... I don't. I, let me start with the easy one, okay? The, the first one is Techno Mechanicus. That's the... The nickname, <laughs> okay. is, the nickname is Tau, okay? Okay, okay. The second one is Exadark Sidereal, nickname Y. Okay. And the okay. third one is nickname should not be Y. I don't understand this third one at all. It's it's ek, I, I, I don't know if you know this one, Matt, but it's X A E A X. I I don't even <laughs> yeah, know what to I say. Do I don't I don't even know what to do with that one. But the nickname is X. I, I don't even know what to do with this, Matt. You you help me out, bail me out. What is the best name here? Okay. Well, um, help I me. think the. <laughs> oh man, um, the Sidereal is a th is a thing from Tolkien. Like that's okay. that like references Elvish. <laughs> it's already stupid. Is it any wonder that his other children hate him? I mean, this is um, just craziness. Techno Mechanicus. That's the latest child. That's the hidden child. Yeah. But at, but at least the nickname Tau. I like that Tau. It's nice. That's kind of a that's a fine name. That's a nice yeah. name. The one with all the letters the in one it, the, print, and the, the X's, prince, formerly known as the artist Prince. Yeah, um, I don't know what there, that is. There was there were pronunciation guides. Okay, and it's like it's pronounced some way. Yeah, that by far is the worst. Sure. Um, so I'm gonna go with Techno Mechanicus. Sure. As okay. The, the the best name. Yeah. yeah I think that's you're right. The best name. Moving on. Yeah, I know. I'm, I know. I'm right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, you're gonna see a trend in this game today. Is that all of your answers, in fact, will be correct because you're be the arbiter of truth. Yes. Truth. 
Yes. Vivek, this is exactly. what truth sounds like. <laughs> All right, saddest stakeholder headline. Oh, saddest stakeholder. Uh, there's yeah, a lot here of those. It'll go quickly on this one. Walmart cuts. Walmart. Matt, Walmart. You know how rich the, the founding family of Walmart is. Walmart do. C- cuts starting pay for new hires who prepare online orders stock shelves. They, okay. cut, they cut the starting pay. Okay. Number two, Wisconsin Sawmill has agreed to stop hiring children after a 16-year-old died on the job. That's number oh, two. Really? Good work. That's an agreement that I can get behind, by the way. That's you know what? If you're gonna agree with something, that seems like one. Sawmill. A sawmill. A sawmill. I mean, you know, you can picture what I'm picturing. When I was 16, I worked at Dell's Frozen Lemonade. Like um, I was busting tables. Yeah. There was no risk. Uh, And and finally, sawmill seems not great. A mother is suing Peloton, claiming her son was killed when his bike fell on him. I don't understand. How, how does that even work, though? Where was he? The, I, I don't know. I don't want to get into details there, but did the, did the, gonna, did the bike levitate and then come back down? I, I don't I'm get gonna, that one. I'm going to skip that one because okay. that's, can we say, that might not be Peloton's fault entirely. Sure. I don't um, know. It's still but, sad. But Walmart cutting pay, I, I'm, you know what? This is a, this is a clear truth winner. Yeah. Wisconsin oh, ooh, Sawmill ooh. stop hiring children. Um, that seems very uh, woke. That seems like a that seems like a clear win, especially as Republicans are trying to eliminate child labor laws. Mm-hmm. This seems like a clear win for stakeholders, particularly sixteen year olds working in sawmills. All right, so I won that one. <laughs> the answer uh, <laughs> is correct. Next, stupidest CEO headline: Ex Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz admits he once shunned the frappuccino. That's pretty stupid. That is, that is a really dumb headline. Number two, David Solomon, you know, DJ D. Saul over there, CEO of Goldman Sachs, yeah. defends his leadership of Goldman Sachs on CNBC. The quote, I don't recognize the caricature that is painted of me. Uh-huh. <laughs> that one, I thought that one was pretty funny. Uh, and finally, even Uber CEO Dara K thinks the company sucks and treats its drivers like crap that's because he spent a day behind the wheel so <laughs> that's correct and it took right. him like it took him like 5 years before he did this experiment where he actually drove an uber car and then he realized that the all the the company which is built on the backbone of these drivers was mistreating the drivers it took him many, many yeah, years yeah but there's there's out. one clear winner out all of right, these headlines and it's not the one you think okay um the clear winner is ex starbucks ceo howard schultz admits he once shunned the frappuccino and here's why why is that yeah because we the headline writers wrote ex starbucks yeah. ceo oh. howard schultz that's the one thing I, yeah we must be Completely that ESG is nerds. That's the one thing false. I focus on too. I know he's not currently the CEO, but he is the founder, and he's still sitting on the damn board. He's got all the fucking influence in that company. Don't frame it like the guy who used to work here and run the company didn't like the Frappuccino. You've written the headline totally wrong. Yeah, it needs to be that the. The most influential person yeah. at Starbucks didn't like one of their drinks. That's how you should have written it. According to our data, he controls 68% of board influence. That's free flow That's analytics correct. data. Uh, That's okay, correct. moving on. The worst f- food headline, which is the oh, worst. Oh, no. 
There's so many things that are bad about food headlines. Just 12% of Americans are eating half of the nation's beef. Oh, I don't even know where to start with that. That makes me feel so bad and the, the, two, gr America. the two groups they're referring to are men, especially uh, aged uh, 50 to 65. They're eating over four, over four ounces of beef a day. That's disgusting. Wait, uh, four ounces a day? Yeah, because the research showed that they're 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 yeah they're eating a disproportionate amount of beef in a day, and disproportionate is defined as four or more ounces per day. That's that's four or more. Yeah, ounces that's true. per day, right? That's true. Like that's not four. That's four or, or more. more. Yeah, you start Which your baseline minimum, is four. Yeah, the minimum <laughs> amount of that these people are Ugh. eating is two and a half pounds of beef a week. That's oh, the oh, minimum oh. amount that they're like, eating. Yeah. Uh, next headline: Snack company behind one chip challenge pulls its extra hot tortilla chip from stores following the death of a 14-year-old. So this is this is from a a company called Paki that sold this Packy. chip. They sold it. These. It's dusted with two of the world's hottest peppers, and it's sold in a coffin-shaped box. This kid, yeah, that's right. and this kid bought this chip at a Walgreens. That's right, a Walgreens. So maybe that's yeah. why Roz Brewer uh, Quit. left Walgreens. Yeah, but anyway, that's the second headline. The third worst food line headline uh, is: Did ta tobacco companies also get us hooked on junk food? New research says yes. Uh, they're claiming that the tobacco companies, the sales teams there, uh, were responsible for what has been called uh, uh, pushing. I guess junk food at us because they, as part of their diversification process, right? They acquired a lot of junk food. Yeah, brands. that's true. Is that what happened? Yeah, that's true. Okay, you ready for the answer though? Yes, the truth? yes, yes. The truth answer is definitely the beef answer. Yeah, that's, that's horrible. It's, there's no doubt that 12 percent of Americans yeah. eating two and a half pounds of beef per week is a, an absurd number. The one chip challenge, I know the Packy challenge, right? Yeah. That that's that's like a TikTok yeah. YouTube problem. Like that has nothing to do with the chips. That has everything to do with well, like kids want to eat the chips yeah. so they can get famous on Instagram for like basically vomiting online. Well, they should sell that chip. That chip should be sold next to the Paul Malls. It probably shouldn't be available to children. Sure, except that like no, it won't be like, available. TikTok should also not be available to children. True. And the tobacco companies, you, you, everything they do is terrible. So it's definitely the beef. So Vivek, our favorite CEO and our favorite anti-ESG crusader, although he he's crusading against anti-ESG by creating an ESG No, no, no. let's be honest so about really what understand. he's crusading about. Yeah. He's crusading against women, women and black people. people of color, and yeah. And gay people, that's it, okay. right? So he has this new thing now in his presidential campaign where he wants to deport the children of undocumented uh, 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 people living in America, despite the fact that they are citizens. So if you're born in America under an undocumented uh, uh, person, you, by law, you are a citizen of the United States. He wants to deport those citizens, Matt. Now, I have a better solution. Yeah. Why don't we deport the 12% of Americans who are eating all that beef? <laughs> that's wow. That's my solution. <laughs> Where would we send them? I, I don't know. It doesn't. Who cares? What do I care? That's not my problem. Do you think Vivek has a plan to where to send these people? He doesn't care. We could deport them 
back to. Well, yeah, when you deport somebody, you're sending them back somewhere. Okay, well, can send them to like uh, South Africa or like Italy. I don't care. What's that semi problem, Matt? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, most dystopian headline. Ooh, I don't like By the this way, already. For all of our listeners, and that's probably three of you, uh, uh, these are all, this, everything here is real. This is all real. Our show is always based all on real. And real, my realness. choices here are, in fact, the correct choices. Uh, here we go. Uh, most dystopian headline. And again, these are all headlines that I have, that we have collected in our database since Friday. This whole show has been just been stories <laughs> since Friday. And we we categorize these in a bunch of categories. We make these available on our website, freeflowanalytics.com. So if you want to see more of the headlines that we curate, uh, please go to our platform, freeflowanalytics.com. So most dystopian headline. Walmart is making an unusual move to deter theft by building a mini police station inside one of its stores. I don't like the sound <laughs> of that. <laughs> that I, sounds not I, like I a great don't idea. Like that. Uh, Burmese pythons are being spotted farther and farther north in Florida. Uh, warming temperatures from climate change could help pythons spread beyond Florida. I don't like the sound <laughs> of that one. Okay. Also not great. Billionaire VC Mark Andreessen wel welcomes the symbiotic AI future. The quote, it's going to be a much better way to live. I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. No. I, uh, and finally, uh, according to the UN rights chief Volker Turk, climate change dystopian future already here. Wow. So that's a that's a doozy of a list there. What do you got? What do you think? Oh, Most dystopian man. headline. Um, I, I mean, I would I would normally say the correct answer is the dystopian future of climate change is already here. Okay, mm -hmm. but that's not the most dystopian headline here, yeah. <clears throat> because that headline exists like every day at yep. this point. Like we got like seven hurricanes out in the Atlantic right now, yeah. just like f hanging around. I'm going to go with Burmese pythons oh. is what I'm going to go with. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, that, That's I don't like the that correct one. answer, though. Just think about this. Yeah. The number of species that are going to move to your yeah. house. And I, look, I this, want a full accounting of that. This is important for most of us in the Northeast region because a lot of us end up living here and choose to live here because we, we look at the book that tells you that there are no, like, there are really very few or none D dangerous exotic species out there that are they're coming to get forget you. exotic species like yeah. you move to new england which is where we are based in you in the united states because there aren't earthquakes there aren't tornadoes no. there aren't tsunamis there's just, just acorns there's there's just like yeah there's like beautiful foliage yeah acorns and chipmunks and that's what we came for <laughs> yeah we don't but, have burmese pythons yet <laughs> fucking Burmese pythons <laughs> that we have to deal with and Ugh. like crocodiles Ugh. and like like sea level rise isn't going to wipe out the entire of New yeah. we actually in all the future water reports like everybody else has no water and there are like two places in the world that have it and we're one of them right like we, there's just a lot to like about living here and Burmese pythons is not one of the things and now that's the one that feels the most dystopian it's personal personal dystopia <sighs> Moving on, most All right. most so pointless upper. corporate headline. Most pointless corporate headline. Ooh, is this pulled from like press releases? 
Uh, sure. Here we go. Most pointless corporate headline. Google will require advertisers to add disclosures for AI-generated election ads. <laughs> right? And what's that going to solve? What are we doing here? <laughs> Note, this was created by AI. Yeah, AI created oh, oh, the, the note. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, now I won't listen to this one. Or how about this one? Uh, Tom Brady works for Delta now as a strategic advisor. <laughs> Seriously. Delta can't get... Delta's worried about having Tom Brady yeah. and his deep experience in running an airline strategically advise them. Yeah. When they can't get an airplane on time, they have the oldest board. We did like... We've looked at right? the data. Like they have one... Like between them and Southwest, it's like old people they're mm -hmm. backtracking on all their like carbon neutral what do we if i were tom brady and i were going in and advising i'd say you said you were going to do all these things have you done them and then they would say well no and then tom the way you advise them is you say then you're not doing your job you, you're you're failing i'll you're say failures. this According to our data, uh, women on the board of Delta represent only 16% uh, of total influence. And this is not a company that's dominated by one person like Mark Zuckerberg or Howard Schultz. It's I know. It's only 16% of influence. So, so really, Giselle would have been a better choice, right? I mean, why? Yes, are, what are we doing correct. with Tom Brady? I mean, uh, I'm going to go with... Most pointless. Um, but I don't think that's most pointless. I think okay. that's most comedic. I think the most pointless is definitely Google adding disclosures. Okay. Moving on. Because, come yeah. on. Yeah. Best, a uh, few more today. A few more. Best CEO in trouble with the law headline. Not Tyson Foods. Not Tyson Foods. That was a CFO. How dare you? Best CEO in trouble with the law headline. CEO arrested on luxury yacht after a woman told police she did not feel safe on board. This is CEO Scott Burke, uh, a company in uh, Colorado called Injury Finance. He was arrested in Nantucket. Uh, here's why I pointed out this story. Uh, because I, I, I just, I, I marvel at the way the corporate world works. So, uh, this that this headline was a couple of days ago. Since then, the company and I looked. See, this is why I love the Wayback Machine. For those of you who are young, the Wayback Machine takes snapshots of of websites to see what you know what was on the website. Just what a Gen X in the past. Yeah, yeah it, I love the Wayback Machine for research like this. Uh, a mere five days ago, CEO Scott Burke was part of this of the About Us section about how we founded the company. They're kissing his ass. He's already scrubbed from the website. He's wow. already gone. Wow. This is how you handle this is how you handle the world in the corporate world, I guess, is you just scrub things. And uh, also you'd be interested to know, Matt, that uh, Scott Burke's son Connor is the company's CIO and his daughter Jessica is the vice president of business development. So I thought you might want to know that too. <laughs> Did they get scrubbed? Yeah. No, they're still there. That's, so oh. that's the first uh, CEO in trouble with the law headline. The second one is uh, uh, CEO Farouk Fatih Ozer uh, of collapsed crypto exchange Thodex gets 11,196 year jail sentence. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Finally, held yeah. to account. <laughs> what is that? 
11,000 11,100. I mean, I thought 11,000 years sounded like a lot, but then when I look at the 196 years, I was like, that sounds like a lot too. I don't know. I'm like, which is worse, 196 years or 11,000 years? I don't even know. Wait, but was 11,000 like the final number? Like, what was the actual number? The actual number, I pulled this from the story 11,196 years, 10 months, and 15 days. <laughs> wow. That's what I like the most the specificity. Yeah, even the 10 months and 15 days kind of frightens me a little Can bit. Can you imagine, like, at 11,196 years, 10 months, and 12 days? He's like, come on. Just like, yeah. it's been over 11,000 years. Can I get out now? So which is the best seat you in trouble with the law headline? Um, I'm going to go with 11,000 yeah, days. Yeah, that yeah, one has to be the correct answer, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean or 11,000 years. 11,000-year jail sentence. Yeah. I mean, at some point, you're just like, just cap it at forever. Like, just you don't need to n- n- have the number of years. And, and finally, on today's show, September 11th, 2023, this is the Arbiter of Truth uh, special. Uh, we because of because of technical difficulties is that the right way to explain it we we had to skip our Friday show on Friday so Matt I took all the categories from Friday I stripped out all the nonsense and you're gonna weigh into what would have won all the categories oh I like this ready this is my new favorite story segment. of the we week do this every Friday yes story of the week this is for last week's stories uh, Disney's wildest ride, Iger, Chapek, and the making of an epic succession mess. That was a huge, uh, very interesting article on, on CNBC. Okay. Yeah. If you haven't read that article, you want to know why we do a lot of what we do. It's kind of embedded in there. Like yeah. it talks about how Iger handpicked the board over 15 years, mm-hmm. how, how the, the interplay of power and d- dynamics at Disney worked. Great story. And not Maybe to mention not story of the week. How he, he bypassed the succession planning process that should have been controlled by the board and the nomination committee by, by basically going on a hunch. Yeah. And he's, he nominated Chapik to the board saying like, this is our guy. And they were like, are you sure? And he was like, yep. And that was the <laughs> succession plan. And then it didn't work out. Yeah. So... Shock. That's, that was the first story of the week. Second, uh, the, the glass cliff continues. We talked about the new CEO at Qantas, Vanessa Hudson, who is cleaning up another shit show. Uh, so that's yeah. the second story of the week. Third story of the week, Elon Musk blames the Anti-Defamation League for destroying the, the basically the entire value of his company, Twitter, X, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and the fourth, so he's going to threaten to sue them. And the fourth... Story of the week. Uh, in the first monopoly trial of the modern internet era, the U.S. is uh, going after Google. I think that trial is starting this week. Is that right? Yeah, it's really fast. Yeah. Um, I, 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 for me, it would come down between the glass cliff mm-hmm. and the monopoly trial, and I think it's the monopoly trial, and I think that for two reasons. Number one, um, I, I don't know why they chose Google, who has the better product than okay. Facebook Meta, who yeah. has like or maybe the, the least, the less destructive product. Maybe I mean I don't know. They're they're yeah. all fairly terrible I for humanity. Right. Yeah, but I do think that like like Zuckerberg owns ninety percent of one thing, right? Mm-hmm. And Google owns ninety percent of another thing, which yeah. is search and social media is is basically. And I think searching for shit is significantly less worse for society 
than <laughs> watching heinous videos yeah. and having 14-year-olds die from well, chip challenges. Alphabet does own YouTube, of course. They do. They do. And they have their own problems, but they do mm. not. That is like a small sliver of social yeah, media compared to what Zuckerberg owns. Zuckerberg right. owns the way most people communicate with one another now. Yeah. Google owns the way most people search for rubber ducks on yeah. the internet, right? Like, <laughs> true. Which one seems fucking worse to yeah. you? Um, so, I, I like that this is happening because yeah. it needs to, and I like that both companies are fake public companies. So Google is not a real public company; it's owned by uh, Sergey and Larry. According to the New York Times, the ten-week trial is set to begin tomorrow. There you go. Ooh, I like that. Should we uh, live stream the entire trial? Yes. Uh, goodliest story of the week. We only have two choices from our notes. Ryan Air CEO Michael O'Leary hit with cream pies by climate protesters. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That that was while he was um, complaining about air traffic controllers uh, going on strike. I think. And then they they hit him with a pie. And second, uh, President Biden bars oil drilling across a wide swath of Alaska's Arctic. I I mean. Given that these are my Both only are options, yeah, I'm going to go boring. with the second one. It's, it's not the pies. <laughs> well, you're pies. part of the problem here because I don't think you submitted a good list last I week. Didn't. No, I didn't. No. Uh, ask holiest story of the week. This is a category controlled by you. The three the three options. Uh, first, the the great article by Sharon Bentley Hamlin has yeah. ESG gone off the rails. That was a wonderful article where she yeah, claimed that that the reason why there aren't more women uh, in management at some of these firms is that they're not competent enough. No, she said specifically, yeah. it would be great to add women if they were competent. If However, they were competent. They have the, the, those women haven't come forward. So she didn't say there were in, incompetent women. She just said, oh, it's their fault they're not on the board because okay. they haven't come forward. Because they haven't, they haven't uh, uh, untangled. The competent ones untangled haven't come forward. The networking disaster created by the men over the last 7,000 years. They haven't figured out yeah, how to... It's the women's Rise. fault. Though. Yeah, it's the women's that's, fault. Got it. That's the point. Number two, uh, second, as holiest story, uh, as holiest choice. You it was you went right after uh, the chair of the Tesla's nominating committee, Ira Aaron Price. Uh, he controls five percent of the influence at Tesla, because I'm guessing Elon Musk has roughly like seventy percent of the influence. And the reason why you targeted Ira Ira is that. Uh, he claims to have governance uh, and legal expertise, according to the company's skills matrix. And you're wondering why, given this, he <laughs> given doesn't this. Uh, he doesn't fire probably the the biggest governance disaster of a CEO at any company. Uh, Tesla CEO Elon Musk. So last week you pulled no fewer than fifteen. St- that was just in a on, week. That was just Musk. that week. Just that, and week. that was just that week, right? Yeah. Like that was just like Monday to Wednesday, and they were all horrible. And I can't understand how the head of the nominating committee doesn't say, "I have governance and and legal expertise. This is a governance problem and a legal problem. We need to have a different CEO." I that mean, guy, you didn't. You don't even have to wade into the muck for this. You could just be like, you "Don't dude, have to go that far." You could just be like, "Dude, you you spend all your time running X and Twitter, whatever it's called. That yeah. could be enough, right?" And really, do you and, need much more than that? And uh, when you're not doing that, 
you're running SpaceX and you're sh- turning off satellites in for the Ukraine war because you don't feel like it. And you are yeah. working on stoking, AI. Stoking and, global anti-Semitism. How about that one? And, and then in your spare time, your spare you're time. inserting <laughs> chips into monkeys' okay, brains okay, to control okay. their thoughts. Right. I, I yeah. mean, come on. Okay. Third, third asshole of the week. Speaking of uh, the asshole you are just talking about, uh, you had a category called blaming the Jews. First, of course, uh, Elon Musk's uh, uh, epic antic Labor Day weekend against the Jews. And second... Uh, 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 this is a story out of Adon- Malaysia. Is it Malaysia? Where's Adani? No, India. India. Adana's India. Adani, uh, who's been who's been under fire from every direction in the last six months. Uh, he's been called out by like a million research firms about how he's basically running uh, a, a sham of an empire. A sham. It's of a, a Ponzi empire. scheme. Yeah, it's a Ponzi mm-hmm. scheme. He is now blaming. Soros-funded interests after media raised new questions about the business empire. And according to you, Matt, uh, George, the uh, Soros-funded interest represents, it's it's only 4% of total funding at an organization that (laughs) roots out corruption. So I don't, that's just like blatant, silly anti-Semitism, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they they basically said that it's like they implied that when you say Soros funded interests, you're saying either progressive liberal and or Jew, right? Well, like there's no sure. no both. other thing, yeah. which means you're just saying like Jewish people are attacking me. Jewish progressives, yeah, I don't even know what that Jewish means. Jewish progressives when the funding is like um minuscule amount of that one media firm that they're pointing out, right? Like, Well, he's trying to get the, the anti-Bud Light people on to join his, right? Like, he wants to, to stoke that kind of The corrupt, reason why yeah. they're under fire mm-hmm. is because Hindenburg Research, which has mm-hmm. nothing to do with Soros, yeah. wrote a giant, and I mean multi-hundred-page research paper, pointing out how Adani basically is a Ponzi scheme. Basically, Adani's the Hindenburg, essentially. I, I don't understand yeah. how, like, wh- now we're talking about Soros? Like, mm-hmm. it, now we're in flaily, yeah. crazy, <laughs> True. you know, look at the, there's a Jew over there. Look, yeah. I mean, like, what, what is that? Yeah. All right, so which, so, is, the, which um, is the asshole? Yeah, which is the asshole? That's holiest. Uh, I'm going to go with, um, because I can't go with Ira. Because it's like a perpetual. I'm going to go with Sharon Bentley Hamlin. That's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, I like it. Um, Because she she works at Aubrey Capital Management. She's a director Mm -hmm. there. What she said in the article was, "We have like a good gender balance." That's Mm -hmm. what she says in the article about Aubrey Capital Management. And we spent Wednesday ripping apart how. 100% 100% of their portfolio managers are male. 88% of their investment team is male. The two women other than her who are on the investment team are junior and do the ESG stuff, right? right. Like, so they, they they have no power. And she has effectively the, the, the chutzpah to go out and say, we do women well. And women are to blame for not having board seats. Maybe That's, she didn't realize that she was posting this to like an actual publication. Maybe she thought she was just I think she thought no one was going to read Strive it. Yeah. Asset Management. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So that's the uh, Asolius of the week. And finally, uh, the most, the exhaustingest, this is a category compiled by uh, Jesse the Money Whisperer who got married for the like 400th time this weekend. Yes, yeah, she did. Yeah. I heard it, was, it a was, burning, was a burning man muddy disaster. That's what I heard. It, it The first four hours were delightful. And mm-hmm. then the next four hours were You were there for the eight fire hours? Festival. You were there for no, eight I hours? No, I was there. I was there for one hour. I was going to say, um, congratulations. During like, the delightful part. Yeah, okay, good. But, I, but apparently it was the first four hours of which I was a part of one. And Ari came to yeah. was delightful. We all celebrated Jesse's love for the 73rd mm-hmm. time. <laughs> and then the four hours after that yeah. um, was basically the fire festival where everyone was like huddled under tents and terrible. eating, you know, bologna sandwiches and there was mud everywhere. Yeah. Here's what she picked, exhausting us uh, of the week for last week. Uh, corporate obsession with productivity. She gives two examples. Bosses are tracking how long you're working and using it to judge your performance and leaked Microsoft document to reveal a new employee rating system only visible to managers. I like that. I, mean, I want to see that. that. Yeah, I, like, <laughs> I like that one. They should make that public. Yeah. Yes, Where's I my 8K that around that? Yeah. Yeah. Then we can start a fantasy like uh, worker league. I like that one. <laughs> The number two exhausting is of the week. Uh, September 5th was Equal Housework Day. Um, it's time for women to quit housework again. So this is based on reporting that the average woman spends so much more time on chores than the average man that to equalize the load, women would have to quit the housework entirely on September 5th for the remaining. Wow. Remaining, yeah. And this well, is I, up. What, what a and day. The good news is that this is actually an improvement from last year, which was August 29th, because Matt, based on the research, men are doing 12 minutes more a day of chores this year, although women, wow. are, all, women are also doing five minutes more this year. I don't get that oh. part of it. Why? <laughs> Why it's is it so a net minute? It's a net, it's a net, yeah, a net seven yeah. minute uh, uh, bonus there, yeah. Well, yeah. The anyway, wall, that, look, that's that, that's like how many? That's like four and a half TikToks you can watch. It's pretty good. That's equal housework day. And the third exhausting story of the week: uh, Zoom's new AI tool will tell you if you're bad at meetings. <laughs> Stupidest thing I ever heard. Really, honestly, it's I the love stupidest, that. stupidest thing I've ever heard. But what, I want. I mean, I but want, I do. I want to. I actually, I do want to play with it. I actually would like to be evaluated. Does it? What? It, I mean, how does it tell you? Does it tell you like, uh, in order to improve this meeting, consider blah blah blah, or is it more like that was not grammar? great? Maybe it checks how many times you said the word um, or like uh, where what you were staring at, or maybe like what you were also surfing while you were on the meeting. I don't know. I don't. I have no idea, really. There's, there's so really, many I, things that they could delve their dirty little AI hands into. Really, I want them to say that was not great. Like you, you, ate, you ate too you many Cheetos. You, you, I do. Yeah. I I do. Like this is like Zoom changed their. I, if you remember from this show. Zoom had changed their, their terms yep. of service so that all Zooms would be fed into AI to teach it, which then a week later, after they'd done that with all the AIs during that week or all the calls during that week, they changed it back. So you can't do that without consent. But now mm-hmm. they have a new AI tool to tell you you're bad at meetings, which means people will opt in for the joke of let's see uh, if I'm bad at meetings. <laughs> right. And then it will use like all of that. I'll be that idiot. In- You'll be, be the, the idiot, idiot. telling yeah. Zoom everything. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the, the September 5th was equal housework day. Okay. All right. Wh- what I like about that is 
we have figured out a way to mark the day on the calendar for almost every thing that we take advantage of some other That's group of people. Terrible. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. it's I like the act exhausting. of constantly like the entire calendar could be like this is like trans black female day and yeah, that would be like, like that the, would be like fe in february probably that'd be like january 3rd yeah and it would yeah. be like this mm -hmm. is the day that ceos make more have made more than uh trans yeah. black female earns in an entire sure. year right entire, entire lifetime let's let's just make a day all the time i like that. Oh, all right i feel exhausted by that answer but matt you got the entire uh quiz the uh, right correct right your truth <laughs> is is true that's it that's all i got that is that's the best and most likely outcome, considering I played against myself. That's Damian Rollis. I'm the analyst, Sol Matt We are free float. Vivek, that's what truth sounds like. When you actually analyze the real headlines and realize that they're not actually, which one's the best? That's truth. Because no one, no one anywhere could even complain about that. We'll be back again on Wednesday with more business pants. Until then, goodbye.